Hello and welcome to the winter of my discontent. My name is Amber and I'm here with my good friend Doreen. Hello, my dear. Hello, Amber. How are you today? I'm marvelous. Better than I've been in a couple of weeks. So, Oh, that's good to hear. Yes, it's very exciting. How are you? I'm pretty good, too. I came with some fun stories for you. Yay, I've got some good news. So we're going to have, I've got like bad news. But then it's immediately good news. Like the bad news oh, well, cool. turns into good news. So Okay, well, that's good. Yeah. So we're going to do a tea time tangent today, we're, right? Yes, we are. Tea time tangent is where Doreen and I generally set a timer for 30 minutes. We start with a random topic and then we let our ADHD brains just do what they do and wander. They wander. Yeah, they go <laughs> off on tangents. So... Um, Today, though, we are going to have a special Tea Time Tangent because right. I need something uplifting in my life and I'm in a good mood. So today we are going to set the timer for 45 minutes because we like to live Ooh. on the edge. Heck yeah, we do. Are you ready to start? I am. Alrighty. Alexa, set a timer for 45 minutes. 45 minutes starting now. Ooh, she's so loud now. So I'm going to start off our tangent by telling you some, some good things that are happening in my life. So the first, oh, I'll give do. you, I got some bad news on Monday, but, um, I was quickly, um, put at ease about my bad news. So I found out on Monday that my mom has a basal cell carcinoma. Did I say that right? Yes, you did. Very okay. good. Thank you. Um, this is a large spot that she has on her leg. It's been there for a long time. She had a doctor that I have choice words about um, that told her it was fine. There, It wasn't cancer oh, no. by looking at it. And he would prescribe her creams. And over the years, she would go and say, you know, the spot's still here. And he'd say, oh, it's fine. And he'd give her more cream. So um, it started to get really bad and painful and um, graphic. It's graphic. The, yeah, the I, I saw a picture and I, I have to agree. And... Um, so she went to a new doctor. The new doctor said, we need to get you immediately to a dermatologist. And so then she found out that, um, that she has a basal cell carcinoma. So the good news is in speaking with um, Doreen and um, also speaking with my sister who has had these twice removed from her body. Um, I feel better about the prognosis. I feel confident that they're going to be able to get it all. And my mom, who is my BFF, she's an angel. Um, I feel confident that she's going to be okay. So it was bad news, but I feeling positive about it and feeling really good about where that's going to go. I think it's going to be great. Um, Amber didn't mention it, but I happen to work my day job when I'm not here hanging out with you guys <laughs> is um, I work for a dermatology clinic as one of their medical billers and a really good friend of mine who is the reason I started there. Her name is Phil McClure. She is um, an NP. So, and she just happens to know a whole lot about um, basal cell carcinoma, which we call BCCs. So just to give um, you all a little bit of a lesson about it, and by all means, I'm not a doctor, so <laughs> I, I don't want to uh, say that I know anything, but um, basal cells are the most common type of skin cancer, and they're not good, but if you're mm -hmm. going to get a skin cancer, that's the one you want to get because they're pretty slow. They don't often spread, and they are generally caused by, at some point in your life, you had um, a high level of of sun exposure to your skin, which does a lot of damage over time. Yeah. 
So, um, so a basal cell will form, but it is really unlikely to spread into the lymph um, system, mm -hmm. which is one of the main reasons that um, the cancer spreads. So mm -hmm. that is why the next level up, which is a squamous squamous mm -hmm. cell carcinoma, um, they are way more likely to spread. So yes. I'm really, really glad your mom didn't have that. Well, I mean, a BCC is not a great news, but it is treatable. And, and a lot of times they can remove it entirely. I am paranoid about it because my grandfather got skin cancer and it was the S word that you said that I'm not even going to attempt to say. <laughs> um, it was that type of cancer. And then it eventually moved down into his neck and he was able to beat it yeah. somehow. He beat that cancer. And then 10 years after he beat that, he, it came back in his lungs and it was like a, oh man, it was like a particular type of lung cancer that people get after they've had the kind of cancers that he's had, he had had. And unfortunately, mm -hmm. the second time it came back, it killed him. So I was very, That's very awful. concerned and you really did ease my mind about that. So thank you for that. You're very welcome. I totally understand. Um, we usually call them SCCs because a lot of people struggle with that first word, if that helps. Yeah, um, but is so much medical, medical stuff is moving so quickly now. I mean, you know, you work in the medical field too. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, treatments are wildly, wildly good now. It's mm -hmm. amazing the things they can do. And some of them they treat with liquid nitrogen right on site and then you're, you're good to go. You're done. Yeah, yeah. But um, I showed, as as you would know this already, but for our listeners, I showed the um, images of your mom's, um, the, lo the location of her spot. Um, and I showed that to Phil, who is the NP. And she said, it looks like it's probably a little painful. Mm -hmm. And she wanted to be honest and say it, it will be because mm -hmm. healing is not always fun times, but right. it looks like it's on the mend. So like, it's going to be okay. Good. She looks Good. like it's pretty surface and Good, good, good. Yeah. yeah, so that was, um, that happened on the day of my return to work, which is the other pretty <laughs> good news, I would say. Yeah. I was very nervous about returning to work, um, but it's went really well so far. I've been, I've had kind of a boring job this week, but that's, I'm totally fine with it because I would rather ease back into it anyway. Like, I hate it in the moment. Oh, for sure. It's like, oh, I'm bored out of my mind. But at the same time, it's a good way to get me back in the swing of things. So I'm okay yeah. with that. And, you know, everybody seems to genuinely be glad that I'm back. And, um, you know, everyone's being nice for now. So I'm, hey, let's keep this up. I hope <laughs> they stay that way. Yeah, yeah, me too. Um, so that's good news. And then the last good, good news that I have to share with you, I'm full of it this week. Mm -hmm. My short-term and long-term disability claims finally, finally, finally got approved. And Whoa. I will be getting my money. I will be able to catch up my bills. I'm pretty sure we, we've talked about this on an episode, haven't we? Did I'm we not sure. We talk about so much. I'm not, I don't know if I we know. recorded it or like, not. <laughs> I feel like we talked about this in the last episode. Where I was like have. having such a pain in the butt time getting this claim approved. I so, feel like we did too. Yeah, I think yeah. so because we were very careful to call them the third party. Mm -hmm. Yeah, people. yeah, yeah. So, um, a funny story short term disability kept denying, kept denying, kept denying. They kept, you know, it's, it's out of our hands. We're sorry. We can't, you know, there's nothing we can do. Then, the last I talked to her last week and last week she was like, um, she was like, well, I'll send it to a peer to peer review and that'll take two weeks. And it was going to be all this time before they'd be able to figure it out. And then I get a call this week from long term disability and they're like, hey, this is long term disability. And we're just calling to tell you that we approved your claim. And we're going to be giving you this much money. And I said, well, thank you, first of all. 
And second of all, um, can you call short-term disability? Because they are not doing this. She said, no problem. It'll be approved by tomorrow at the close of business. And I am not kidding you whenever I tell you that I called at about two o'clock the next day and they had it approved. They had me an approval letter in my email. I don't know what they said to them, but they approved it hot quickly. Hot quickly? What hot that quickly. Mean? What's that even we're mean? Gonna, we're going to start a new trend and it's going to be hot quickly. Hot I mean, quickly. you do live in Nashville. Hot chicken. Yeah. Hot quickly kind of sounds like the name of a, an action hero. A band. Starring Hot Quigley. <laughs> Hot Quigley. Uh, <laughs> oh, so let me tell you my news. It's it's not really important news. It was just kind of cute news. We have, um, about a week ago, I had told you, um, we had a cat that, well, we assumed that she had had kittens under our back shed, which is one of those, like, the, the ones you buy off of, like, a Home Depot lot kind of shed. Mm-hmm. It's big, but, I mean, it's it's temporary, and the earth underneath it was soft. So um, something at some point made this big burrow under it. So last week I saw a bunch of kittens out there with our two local ferals that pretty much have decided that they own us and that we will feed them from now until the end of time. Um, So we saw them with kittens and we were like, oh no, they had kittens underneath that shed. That is not safe. And I wish I'd known because it's been kind of cold, but um we, we wanted to make sure she was there, but I contacted the Humane Society and um, they told me they would help us with traps and stuff. I have a friend that was willing to take the foster kittens until they could find a home. So we were all set and I went out there, but there were no kittens, no cats at all. And the mama cat is still around, but we haven't seen any kittens. But today, as I was working, I'd opened up my window and I heard a ruckus. And <laughs> I thought what I was hearing was <laughs> the cats. We have... Um, like I said, we have a couple of ferals. There's like a colony that lives across the street uh, that were dumped here at some point. And I think it's been many generations of colony cats and they fight with our little ferals quite a bit. So, so do you have any birds in your neighborhood at all? I have so many birds, but almost all of them are starlings. That's, oh, they, they well, multiply and pigeons well, too. And they're mean, they're mean starlings though. Yeah. So, yeah. They will peck an animal in a heartbeat, a cat or a dog. I've seen them swoop on my dogs on many occasions. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they have swooped on me on many occasions. (laughs) That's funny. So I heard a ruckus, um, and I ran outside. I grabbed some shoes, and I told Jerry really quickly what I was doing, so um, he didn't think I was getting murdered as I went tearing through the house. And I ran out to the backyard, and I saw something go running in underneath the, um, the shed, and it was small, and I thought it was Queenie, who is our female feral, the mama cat. And then I saw another critter come around the side that was quite a bit bigger. And I was like, oh, no, she's going to tangle with the woodchuck. And I knew that there had been a woodchuck that lived out there before, so I ran out there to rescue her. About five feet away from the shed, I realized said woodchuck was halfway emerged from oh. the shed and was staring at me. And he was freaking huge, mm-hmm. like huge. His head was like the size of a basketball. It probably wasn't really that big, but he seemed very big. Well, let me just tell you, um, I have this thing where when I see wildlife in my area, I immediately have to Google it because I need to know what kind of homes they live in. What do they eat? Are they out at night? Are they out during the day? Like, tell me more. I want to know more. So I have lived in a couple of different places where, because if I'm not mistaken, a woodchuck and a groundhog are the same thing. Yes, they are. Okay. Okay. I thought so. Okay. So, um, I call them groundhogs, but woodchuck works. Mm -hmm. Um, So I've lived in a couple of places that had them. And so I've done the research and they come back to the same place year after year. Mm -hmm. So likely if you see it again or next year, if you've seen it in previous years, it was the same one that you saw today and they have their families there and then their families go off and find their own territory to live in and repeat the cycle. And they are so fat and chubby Yes, and this I one was definitely fat. Mm-hmm. Um, he, 
he kind of chittered at me. And um, one oh. thing I learned in my youth growing up in a farm is don't ever run from an animal that you're afraid of. Right. So um, I had gone out there with, I'd put a bee station out there. So I wanted to check on it to make sure that there was still water in it. And it stormed yesterday. So I don't know what I was thinking, but um, I refilled it anyway. And then I kind of backed away from him and he just kind of looked at me and I kind of looked at him and he kind of slowly went into the burrow and I kind of backed away, <laughs> but I never saw any cats. So I have no idea who was making all the noise, but it was, mm. I think the last year we saw a male, what I assume was a male, a female and a baby. And I think this year we saw the male, he must be about 20 or 25 pounds. I swear, because he is definitely bigger than a cat. Oh yeah. Yeah, they could be that big easy. I mean, they get fat. They get big. Oh, yeah. This one was fat. I mean, we yeah. um we put, I feed the birds frequently, and so do all of our neighbors, and I'll throw out bread and stuff for them, so I'm pretty sure he is well-fed. Oh, yeah. Definitely then. Yeah. So, but that was my excitement for the day. I met our, our woodchuck, groundhog, Well, also our... called a marmot. Huh. Oh, I did not know that third. I didn't either. That third word there. Um, I, yeah, that story actually reminded me, you said I've been swooped on by a bird and it, remind, oh, yes. it reminded me that I once was pooped on by a bird. I was walking and I just had for no reason, I was just walking like this. Like I had my hand out in front of me mm -hmm. and literally as I'm walking, a bird just pooped right on top of my hand. I mean, a huge, <gasps> like, I didn't even see the bird. It was a flyby. Oh, wow. Yeah. At least it, I mean, it stinks, literally, but at least it was your hand, which is yeah. like easily washable, but still, oh. that's crazy. I once saw a bird poop in a friend of mine's hair, and she had literally, like, naturally stark black hair, like, super black hair. Oh, no. And so it was all white, and her hair it was awful, and she couldn't get it out. It was really awful. That's <laughs> really bad for her. Yeah. I went to college in Oswego, New York, which is way up north, right next to Lake Ontario. And they have more seagulls than have any right to live in a single town. It's so many seagulls. So many seagulls. Anyway, they are not at all afraid of humans. And there was a time uh, when I was a freshman and I was still afraid of them that I was walking across campus with a piece of pizza in my hand and one of them oh. swooped and startled me and I dropped it. And all of a sudden, like it was the birds. There were hundreds <laughs> just descending on me and I ran. Oh my gosh, it was terrifying. That's so funny. nothing will scare me again after that. <laughs> wow. All right. So did, did you get very far in your work project today? It sounded very exciting. OMG, okay. So I'm a fast typer, right? So I type so fast for this website that I literally have to sit there for like 30 seconds and wait for it to catch up to me. Then when you hit submit after you're done, it, it spins for three to five minutes every time. And I have to do it 241 times. That's insane how many yeah. it's only the one access point though that you're changing right yeah you're I'm not, not yo thank goodness thank goodness i'm not having to log in and out no i'm in the one place and it's just it's just copy paste copy paste copy paste submit and then wow. wait for three to five minutes and i'm just that's oh like, yeah so it's been um I'm, I'm there. I'm almost there. I'm getting close. Oh, I'm so happy for you. Yeah. Yeah. I was just like, and I've, I'm still like, I've still had some, um, you know, technical difficulties with my equipment. It's been sitting here for six months, not used, you know? So I don't, why does it look like I have stripes in my bangs? Like it does kind of look like you have like one right in the middle above your right. eye. It does. I don't. Did you dye them? Maybe it's just thinner there, like where you parted them with your yeah, fingers maybe. or something. Maybe. Oh yeah. People listening to us are going to be like, I, I can't. Oh, see. sorry guys. But just trust us. It was an issue. The tea was strong tonight. <laughs> I'm. I'm gonna have a sip more. Yeah, you should. I will. Um, but yeah. I'm trying to. I'm oh, trying to, 
Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, guess what I'm watching tonight? What are you watching? Uh, the Friends reunion. Can't wait. Oh my gosh. I'm so did sad. you watch the finale of that when it came on? I did. I had like a, a party and invited people. Did you really? I did. I have never seen the ending of Friends. Oh. I mean, it wasn't as good as it should have been, but no show I've ever seen has ever ended as good as it should have. No, I agree. Um, Seinfeld's ending was super disappointing. I thought yeah, I've never I, and I wasn't super fa- fond of Supernatural yeah I know but they had to do it they did but um, they had to do it they could have just kept doing the show for another 15 years I would have been okay with that I would have been totally good with it but like the end of the originals you know what you can kiss my ass I didn't I'm watch um, I only watched the first couple of seasons of the originals but you can totally spoil me because I don't care. They killed my sweet, sweet Elijah. He, <gasps> I love he, him. No, he and Klaus kill themselves together. Oh, but I love Klaus too. Yeah. Oh, wait. Well, but won't they kill like Stefan and what's his face? Uh, they found, I feel like they found a way around it. I can't remember. They always did. But speak well he's already dead anyway who's that stefan he's dead he died he died in the very last episode of the vampire diaries i have no memory of that the only part i really remember is them crouching in a warehouse and it was in the future and i'm like this is really bizarre and then she shows up and everything's happy again i was like well okay i don't know I just, I don't remember Stefan dying, but I think maybe I burned it from my memory. Yeah, because, woo. He was pretty. Mm-hmm. I really like Elijah. Oh, Elijah's my favorite. Oh, are you kidding me? Everything oh, about I, him. I loved Klaus, and I liked um, Damon. Damon Salvatore. See, I never like the bad boy. You liked Dean, though, didn't you? Well, but Dean wasn't the... He wasn't a bad boy, really. Well, no, I guess he was Michael. So I guess he was supposed to be the embodiment of good. Well, but then he was Michael. He wasn't Dean. You know what I'm saying? That's true. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, A, he's hilarious. B, smoking hot. Oh, gosh, yes. If you're listening, we love you. We really, really do. He and I are like a month apart in age. Oh, wow. He was born at the beginning of that March, and I was born at the end. Oh, it was meant to be. Sam got on my nerves sometimes. He yeah, he's very whiny. And he was very, like, he wanted to spread his angst to as many people as possible. Right, right. I mean, hey, look, I love the Brothers Winchester. Oh, yes. For, I mean, for who they are as people. But <laughs> if if I had to choose, you know, if it were the end of the world and they were like, you got to save one of them, but you can't save both, I'd have to choose Dean. Who was your favorite angel? Cass. Are you kidding? Okay. Well, if Cass, Cass doesn't count, but of the rest of them. Uh, Gabriel. He was great. That actor yes. is great. Yes. I it's, can't remember his real name, but I love him. Dick Spate Jr. is his name. I follow oh, him wow. on Twitter. <laughs> I love him. And I love um, Mark Pellegrino. He played Lucifer. Mm-hmm. Oh, have I told you that JT bought me a... Um, what's that service where you can get famous people to send you messages? I don't know. Is it called Cameo? I don't know, but now I want to look into it. Oh my gosh, I'm going to have to find it. It's got to be in my email somewhere because JT sent me a message from him and he was in character as Lucifer. (gasps) That's amazing. Yes, it was. I'll record stuff. I mean, I'm not famous, but I'll still record stuff. Yeah. Well, yeah, me too. Me too, Mm -hmm. me too. But yeah, you can get all kinds of different famous people to send you messages, video, like 
we got one from Cameron likes this girl called Lauren ZM or something like that. She's mm-hmm. a gamer. And uh, so we got her one. I, I probably said that wrong. That's probably not. It's Lauren something. Lauren ZM. I don't know. Anyway, it's not important. Mm-hmm. Not important. I love it. So what I'm look I'm looking on? it up right now. Uh, let's see. What is going on? Hmm. I don't know. I mean, I've been kind of absent from writing lately. But I'm trying to get my groove back. Yeah, I feel I've been absent from life lately. <laughs> yeah, I've been really tired this week. I was in Me bed too. by seven the night before last and eight o'clock last night. So I've, I'm like promised myself that I have to stay up until 10 tonight. Gotcha. What are your hours at work this week? Seven to four. Oh my gosh. That still seems super early because I work nine to six, but, oh wow. but that's my choice. Worked, I thought you worked eight to five. Well, I really work whatever hours I want to because uh, they, they kind of let me come and go as I please, but just over time I have set myself a schedule for nine to six Monday through Thursday and then nine to whenever I feel like leaving on Friday. Oh, okay. I gotcha. So, and they've been really cool about it. So yeah, well, I'm I'm excited about the weekends again now. Yeah, and you know, um, I didn't. You had mentioned it earlier in the week that this weekend was Memorial Day. Yeah. And my coworker Teresa messaged me, and she's like, "You know, we don't work on Monday." And I was like, oh, "That's what Memorial Day means." Yay. I was so excited, and then I found out the office is closed tomorrow, and I had the opportunity for a day off, so I took it. Nice. You deserved it. Yes, I never took days off in my old job, and it drove me literally crazy. So my mm-hmm. advice to all of our listeners today, take your PTO. Yeah, oh, always take your PTO. Abuse your, your privileges. Dude, seriously, they don't need you. They're going to nope. run just fine if you take your PTO. Don't let them guilt yep. you into thinking anything different. Yep. If your team ceases to run because you're on PTO, your manager needs a new job. Yep. Unfortunately, oh. at your office, at a lot of offices around the world, but yours specifically had an issue with a lot of middle management was not held accountable for the issues that they created. So it never oh. really got a lot better. And it it was difficult sometimes there. Yeah. Yeah, but anyway... But you have rights and stuff. Take it. Yeah, absolutely. It is for you. And you don't, I think the biggest thing for people is you don't have to give a reason to take your PTO. Like you don't have to tell them why you're taking off. Just say, I'm, hey, request, I'm requesting PTO on this day. I don't know if that is a mental health thing. I've, I know we've talked about it in the distant past, way before we started podcasting about how, um, you, I can't remember where I was saying, what I was saying, PTO. And then we were talking about, uh, okay, it's gone. Sorry. Down no, the well. That's okay. That's okay. It happens. Sorry, listeners. It's going to happen once a show. I'm going to lose my train of thought, but you can keep track of it and then you can message us yeah. on our, our voicemail Be like, <laughs> and this tell us where to pick up. Um, so did you see the Karen in the airport who asked for the airport manager? No. Oh, man, you got to look it up. She's awful. I will. What happened? Give me a synopsis. She got in trouble by security for going into a restricted area. And she was angry that they confronted her and she wanted to speak to this airport's manager. What? But uh, it. Oh, she's very yellow. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, did you find her? Uh, I just looked her up really quick while I was sitting here. Yeah. And um, people are unsympathetic to her plight. Oh, so. No, mind you, she did not deserve sympathy. No, In my humble didn't. opinion. But um, <laughs> they were very unsympathetic. She, she did not deserve it. Um, I think she was trending with boo-hoo tonight. Yeah. So um, Twitter does its thing when it is necessary. Yeah, I um I really appreciate Twitter because Twitter is one of the few places in social media where the right people can rise to the top. And I really like that. That and Reddit because they're more organic 
voting systems, I think. They're, they're less weighted than other places, like, right. you know, Facebook. I enjoy Twitter. I, you know, I've told you this before. I enjoy Twitter because of the communities there. There are really great communities. I am part of the ADHD community, the neurodivergent community, um, part of the writing community, the blogging community. And I've made so many friends and, you know, and I feel weird saying that because my husband's like, they're not your friends. And I'm like, but they kind of are like, these are people that I've got. Yeah. I mean, if you have a relationship. Right. Where I talk to them every day and, you know, we know things about each other and we root each other on and, you know, I mean, it's just, yeah. Anyway. Um, I've met a lot of really great people there and it's been, it's been pretty cool. I've like almost completely abandoned Facebook. (laughs) (laughs) My husband deleted it off of his phone and uh, he is really happy about that decision. And I have been sitting around thinking about it because it's not, I don't want to delete Facebook because I use it for a lot of things other than just myself. Me too. But at the same time, it's so distracting. Yeah. I use it. So um, I can still access it that way on my computer maybe, but yeah, I use it mostly to keep up with the blog or to promote the blog. Um, And then I have, of course, the group. I like to post memes in the group. But you have good memes sometimes too. Yeah. Well, I'm in a lot of really funny, like, you know, mental health memes kind of situation. Yeah. Yeah. So I have a question for you regarding memes. Okay. Jerry sent me one last night that was, I'll have, I'll send it to you, but I'll read it to you really quick. But it was basically um, the menu of what to do in order to get certain types of chemicals Ah. for your brain, that is. So, um, so my question for you is this one is um, happiness chemicals and how to get them. And then it gives you ideas for dopamine, oxytocin, endorphins, or serotonin. How do I know which one I want? I don't oh, I know. guess it kind of says in this meme. Oh, does it? It says dopamine is the reward chemical. Mm-hmm. You get well, dopamine by you. eating food, achieving a goal. Um, hold on a second. JT, thank you. Mm-hmm. My husband just brought me a coffee because thank you, JT. very nice. <laughs> that was he very just, nice of him. He just thought it was very nice. He's laughing because we literally just are at each other's throats all day long. But I can still say nice things about him. Yeah. That was a nice act that he did. Right. Mm. Oh, man. Past me loved me. What did past you do for yourself? I brought me an extra drink in case I ran out of drink in the middle of the podcast and I was thirsty. Nice. Good looking out. Yeah. That is my life advice for everyone. Be a bro to future you. Bro. Uh, speaking of Twitter, I saw somebody on... Oh, God. I really saw this today. <laughs> so upsetting. So somebody posted on Twitter about their how their son had been diagnosed with ADHD. And it was a really heartwarming thread because they understood it. You could tell that the, the parent had done a lot of research on ADHD and understood the depths of what their son was dealing with and so they were um, finding ways to raise him that were ADHD friendly essentially and a lot of parents can't do that look I have ADHD and I have a hard time doing that with my ADHD child right so it's a really hard because I mean you're kind of making the rules on your own at that point because I mean every guidebook is written for the most part, for typical people, by typical people, and we just aren't typical people. Right. So well, you you're kind of creating it on your own. I have ADHD. My husband has ADHD. My child has ADHD, which means we all deal with emotional dysregulation and we all deal with it in different ways. So it's a lot. Oh, shoot. Um, so anyway, uh, 
I forgot. Oh, so I saw someone say, does your child really have ADHD? What? That is so 90s. (laughs) Or is it just from being raised in a hyper feminist society? And I was like, wait, what? That doesn't even that's that's so many levels of bigoted. And there, but listen, there were so many guys on there that were like, this is what happens when we live in a society that's hyper feminized. Um, it ruins our brains. <laughs> I was just like, wow, people believe this. Yeah. Yeah. I sat in on a conversation between my husband and a couple of our male friends who were largely raised by single moms in different situations and for different reasons. And their dads were different levels of interest in their lives. But for the most part, it was just their moms. And they all agreed that for them, they felt like they had a more nurturing upbringing, having been separated from that point of kind of dysfunction because their dads were were not wanting to participate in the kids' lives. So forcing them in that situation would have been probably detrimental to everybody. Right. But they are all some of the nicest, most supportive guys I have ever known. And I think that was because they were raised in that environment. Right. And so maybe they see women as more equal than, say, the average guy living in American society. Yeah. I don't know. I hope so. I hope it's a trend that's coming up. Me too, because I mean, I've seen some crazy stuff on it. I saw someone post on social media today that ADHD should be eradicated just so everyone is clear. That is eugenics. That yeah. Literally require killing us all. Yeah. Yeah. So like that's I am crazy. firmly against that plan. <laughs> And yeah, I would sad, I prefer not to be dead, please. Right. And the sad part is is that it was from someone who has ADHD. So that is a level of self-loathing, loathing I that is ju- That's you crazy. You literally took my exact words out of my <laughs> mouth. Like that is exactly what I was about to say when you start saying like Well, we is, are the same person. I so. know, I know. <laughs> and it's sad. Like it's I I really okay. So, I do not subscribe to ADHD as a superpower. Okay, ADHD has brought me to my knees. I continue to struggle with it every day. All of my, um, all of my disorders can go in remission except for ADHD and PDD. So, ADHD is a constant. It doesn't go away. There are times where it's worse. There are times when it's better. There are times when your coping skills will help you manage, but it doesn't go away. It's just the way that your brain is. Hmm. Why was I saying that? You were talking about (laughs) um... something. No, someone just walked by my window and totally like whatever was in my brain. (laughs) Anyway, that's okay. So then I got into an argument, not an argument, but into a discussion um, where someone was asking, should the, it was like a two-part question, should ADHD no longer be called a disorder and should, or should ADHD be reclassified and named something else? And while I agree that it should stay a disorder, I, I definitely think that it should be changed. The name should be changed because it's. Yeah, I think it's it's kind of disingenuous as it is, especially right. in our cases. Like the case of the average female with ADHD is not going to ever be hyperactive. Yeah. So my issue is that the name of ADHD and the symptoms that are in the DSM, what they actually use to diagnose you with ADHD. When you look at them, you realize that they're not how ADHD affects the person who has it. 
mm-hmm. what they are grappling with, what they are dealing with. They are all things that annoy or bother people on the outside of us. Oh, really? I'm serious. When you like read it, it's tapping and stuff. Yeah, but that's like, not that's not what ADHD necessarily is, because we, right. as you know, some of the OCD symptoms that come along with it are completely silent. Right, right. And um, so anyway, yeah, I got into a conversation with that and I pointed out I do not have a deficit of attention, nor Mm -hmm. do I have hyperactivity. And somebody came back and was like, so all you have is executive dysfunction? Uh, No, you need to learn about ADHD if you think that all it is is attention deficit hyperactivity and executive dysfunction because it's not yeah i have tons of i have tons of attention issues a ton of attention issues a deficit of attention is not Mm -mm. one of them no if anything i think we our our thoughts get deprioritized or rather reprioritize the way that we want them or our inner brain wants them. And I mean, it's not that we don't want to pay attention to what we're doing. It's just that we'd rather pay attention to thinking about this one thing and analyzing it and, you know, really overthinking it to pieces, right. which is what we're good I at. I mean, I don't know about anybody else. I can really only speak to my own experience, but I know there have been plenty of times that I've been paying so much attention to something that hours have passed and it's Mm. the only thing I've thought about in that time not even using the bathroom or eating or checking on my child yep and all of a sudden you like tune back in and you're like oh my gosh I have to pee right right and then by that time you're like peeing in your pants (laughs) right I have totally done that in fact um way back when when I was in college and completely unmedicated and I bought my very first PlayStation. Um, they had just come out and I bought Final Fantasy VII. And I played that game for the first time for like a 13-hour straight binge, which is not something I do ever, ever. But I did. And um, when I realized what we had done and it was like one in the morning and we couldn't get food, we were very irritated with ourselves. But Oh, yeah. But, Yeah. I'd like to think that as we get older, we get better at self-regulating. So we don't do those binges quite as much. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's true. That's just my experience. Yeah, but no, no. Not it might really. just be less noticeable. Um, for me, they've gotten more noticeable. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess it, it depends. Yeah. I just recently went through a period of time where I was hyper-focusing for time I got up to the time I went to bed every single day. I mean, my husband was coming in and saying, hey, have you eaten? Have you used the bathroom? Like, Mm -hmm. you know, why don't you get up and take a break? Which he's always on me about being at the computer all the time or being in this room all the time. But I mean, I do a lot of different things. Like I have a lot of what's it called? Like a lot of hats in the ring. Did I say that Mm -hmm. right? Okay. I think so. So I have a lot of hats (laughs) in the ring and, um, but all my hats, I mean, the ring is this room and all my hats are in there. So, I mean, you were a wrestler, so right, right. Square (laughs) circle. Right. (laughs) I was a wrestler. My signature move was a hurricane Rana. What's that? It's where someone would generally, someone would put me up for a power bomb and I would counter it flip off their shoulders backwards and they would fly through the air. That sounds very cool. It is. You can look it up. It's like Hurricane Rana. I will look that up in a minute. Yeah. That sounds very fun. I have it on VHS. Look, I have like about seven or eight matches on VHS. I will so get a VCR if you'll bring them when you visit. I'll think about it. I don't know. Okay. I've been hiding them for J- from JT for 13 years because as soon as he saw them, because when we first moved in together, we had a VCR. So he's actually laid eyes on them. And I won't lie. Oh, I can't believe I'm admitting this in front of the world. Okay. There's a Jello match. <gasps> I cannot wait. I only did it once. And that would be so messy. 
it was a horrible experience. I will never do it again. I had, I mean, I'm gonna be real. I had jello in my vagina. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, I mean, my eyes were burning on fire burning. Yeah. And um, it was very slippery. It was hard to catch your balance. And, you know, you're wrestling. So you can't really do a lot of stuff. I mean, it was a weak match. Like we, it was not believable just for the simple fact that it was free. It was freaking awful. And then it was so cold. Oh my gosh. Was so it by design cold or just like accidentally it was cold? It was just cold in there. And then, you know, on t- I don't know. It was ridiculous. It was awful. I love that you did that, though. That's I did do so it. amazing. That's the only time I ever wrestled in substances. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, but yeah, I've got a couple. I got a couple. I mean, it's not great photography or video. Well, it was the nineties. Yeah, early two thousands. Early two thousands. Hey, come on, man! It was the early two thousands. <laughs> I feel like I didn't do anything really cool like that. I mean, I work for the conventions, but other than that. Oh, I used to do so much stuff. Uh, so I did that. And then when I stopped doing that, um, I went out and got headshots and an agent and I started acting. That's so cool. Yeah. And I like did a bunch of student films and a commercial or two. And, um, so that was a lot of fun. And I did that for many years and really, and here's the thing that you have to understand when I was doing these things, I really fully wholeheartedly believed that these things would be my career, that I would be successful and they would be my career. So when I was wrestling, my goal was the WWF at the time. Oh, oh. Alexa, stop. Thank you. I'm finishing my thought. You should. <laughs> but anyway, um, so I so I acted. Then um, in my mid twenties, I had a summer or maybe two summers there for a while, where I just followed rock bands around. That's so awesome. Yeah, and just rock and rolled me and my friends. Like w- one in particular, anytime they were in any states near, we were like, "Oh, we're on our way." We spent. So. That is so neat. I only just started going to concerts a few years ago. Oh, yeah. That's all my 20s was. That's that's all we did was just go to shows. We loved it. I got married in my 20s. <laughs> that was a bad time. So yeah. we'll talk about that someday. Not Believe today, it or though. not, I used to rock. Like, I might be soccer momish now, but I used to rock and roll. That is so cool. I think I'm so much cooler now than I was in my 20s, honestly. I was a little uptight then. Oh, but, no. Oh, God. But I'm now so I, cool my 20s. I feel like I grew up again working in the convention scene. Mm-hmm. And now I have like all of these friends that are way younger than us. So they mm-hmm. keep me young. So I feel much more like free and open and definitely on the better track of thought than I was then. Would you like to see my note from the one single note that I wrote, I yes. probably can't see it. It says, all it says is brainstorm up at the top. And then it just mm-hmm. says a bird pooped on me. <laughs> that's, that's my one note from the, from the whole show. Um, <laughs> That'll be the title. Yes. All right, guys. So in case you've forgotten, there is one week left to vote in the MH Blog Awards. Do it, do it, do it. Yes, you can go to mhblogawards.com or I'm sorry, www.mhblogawards.com um, and vote for Amber at the Winter of My Discontent for Blogger of the Year. Yeah. And uh, if you guys have any great suggestions or ideas or, um, you know, great cookie recipes or how to make slime, you can leave us a message on our voicemail. Yes, it It is. is, uh, I never can remember. It's (laughs) anchor.fm slash the winter of my discontent. That's why we keep you. You're smart and pretty. I memorize things. Yay, memories. (laughs) I can't remember like 10 minutes ago. So we're Mm-mm. really walking on dangerous ground here. <laughs> we really are. In meetings now, I've learned to take notes as I go. 
Mm-hmm. So unlike in this podcast, which I, I don't do, but uh, that way, if I lose my train of thought, I can at least backtrack to where I was coming from. Not losing your train of thought in a business meeting is the most excruciating thing. Yeah. And normies don't understand. They're like, oh, well, this dimwit. <laughs> no, they always laugh. <gasps> I got to tell you something after we get oh. off here. I can't make it. Oh, knowledge. Okay, guys. Okay. So <laughs> we love you, though. I'm really gonna do that to you. Um, join us next time on Tea Time Tangent and the Winter of My Discontent. Heck yeah, we Bye. love you. Bye. Hey guys, it's Amber. I have some great news. I have been nominated for Blogger of the Year at the MH Blog Awards. If you would like to vote for me and help me win that trophy, you can go to www.mhblogawards.com, scroll to the bottom of the page and click on online voting. And again, I am in the Blogger of the Year category, Amber at the Winter of My Discontent. Hey guys, this is Amber with the winner of my discontent. I'm here to remind you that the show has a voicemail and we would love to hear from you. You can find that voicemail at anchor.fm slash the winter of my discontent. Just click on the message button and it'll pop right up and let you leave us a message. We want to hear your comments, questions, suggestions, your experiences. Um, Leave us topics for our Tea Time Tangent episodes. Anything that you want, we want to hear it from you. So again, that is anchor.fm slash the winter of my discontent. Click on the message button. Hey, y'all. This is Amber with the winter of my discontent. Don't forget, you can find us on Buy Me a Coffee at www.buymeacoffee.com slash the winter blog. On Buy Me a Coffee, you can support us by buying a coffee. You can access exclusive memberships and never-before-published pieces. And you can sign up for Zoom sessions with me where we can discuss a number of topics. You can also support us at anchor.fm slash thewinterofmydiscontent. While you're there, leave us a message. We're taking comments, questions, and suggestions, and they'll be played on the show. We can't wait to hear from you, and we cannot wait to connect with you. Thanks for listening. (laughs) 